So you want to learn how I sold over a billion dollars of real estate with only having a GED. Well, I'm going to take you through all of that today. Make sure that you hit the subscribe button, ring the bell so you can get all of our training, all of the things that we have to offer. Today, this is kind of very true to my heart. I want to start out with explaining that it wasn't my choice to have a GED. I don't think for many people it is. I went into the social service system at age 11 due to uh, having a unstable family situation, alcohol abuse, mental, physical, all of these things. Due to that fact, I wasn't able to go to school consistently from age 11 till about 17. That made it challenging to get a, a normal education during that time, so the GED program was my option. Once I was able to secure my GED, then I utilized that to join the United States Army and uh, enlisted and became uh, United States Infantry and served my tour with the Army, really enjoyed it, got out of the Army, and that led me to the Ritz-Carlton Hotel Company, also another amazing company. That company really taught me how to understand leadership and how to work with people and how to treat people at a certain level with uh, absolute care and respect, and so it was a great organization. And and midway through that uh, process, when I was working at the Ritz-Carlton, the Iraqi conflict had kicked off again, and I was offered a position from Halliburton to come work overseas in Iraq and help foreign dignitaries get in from Kuwait into downtown Baghdad. I thought they were crazy. You know, this is when the missiles were firing and they were blowing up, uh, you know, Iraq and doing all of these things. And uh, I was like, man, this sounds insane, but it was an opportunity that I couldn't pass up. Well, that opportunity led to me being able to make a decent amount of money. And when I came back to the state, I went into real estate, uh, thinking I was going to go into property management because that's kind of what I was doing overseas as I was managing properties and people and foreign dignitaries to get between both places. Started going through real estate school. My instructor said, you'd be insane if you don't go into regular real estate instead of property management. So I did. I started out as an assistant to a top producer. She was fantastic, taught me everything I needed to know at that time. And it really helped me understand it. So I was her assistant for about a year. Then I became an agent with her for about a year. Then I started out on my own uh, after that process. And then I quickly built my real estate team and very fast, uh, very quickly moved up uh, through the ranks and became a number one top producer in my area. Now I have a real estate team, a real estate brokerage with you know 250 agents. I have multiple businesses, multiple investments, great partners, great friends, this amazing universe. And it's all because of real estate. It was a, a very unique journey, but everybody's journey is. And I just want to make sure people understand that you don't have to have money. I had about $98 when I left the army and you know, it wasn't an easy path. I have no family on my side. So for all those people out there going, I don't know if I can do it. I'm not sure. I don't have family support, money support. I didn't either. You can make happen what you need to happen as long as you have the right mindset. Talking about the, the three things that I learned over time that were made the biggest difference in my career, I wanted to start off with number one, which was practice. Practice above and beyond 
was the game changer for me in my real estate business. And what I mean by practice, this was everything from role play to listing presentation practice to buyer consultation practice, objection handlers. Everything I did, I practiced over and over and over again. I would have people to the point where they were so annoyed where I'd say, hey, I need to go through my listing presentation one more time. Can you act like you're a retired couple that's wanting to downsize and you you know have these preferences and this and that. I wanted to make sure I could be prepared for almost any situation because I didn't want to practice in the field. And I know that a level of practice behind the scenes was the number one thing that helped me proceed to the success that I've had. I still do role play to this day. I still practice my presentation. I still do all of the same things. If it wasn't for practice, I wouldn't be here. So if you're starting out or you're struggling in your career or you're having success and you want more success, we need to keep evolving and practicing. You know, all of our techniques, our skills, our strategies, the way we speak to people, the way we handle things. So make sure that's number one. The number two, accountability. This was absolutely critical for me. I had amazing mentors, amazing coaches all throughout my career. I was always looking for someone else that could I could learn from and someone else that would hold me accountable. What I mean by accountability is my numbers and tracking. I track my numbers every single day. I still track numbers. Our team tracks numbers. I lived and died by them. I truly believed in them. I knew what I had to do. I knew my formula that I needed to reach. I knew how many calls, hours, conversations, open houses, appointments, everything, signed agreements I needed to have to make sure I was constantly improving. And that was a major factor. I always tell the story that, you know, I used to be uh, trained by a, another coaching company and we would have a, we'd have to pay in $20,000 to our coach. And if we didn't hit our numbers, they cashed that check and kept it and did whatever they wanted with it. And it happened to me once. And I learned that lesson and I never missed my numbers again. What are you willing to do? How serious are you willing to play? What's at stake for you? Do you want to live an average life? Or do you want to live an exceptional life? And right now, some of you might be saying, hey, average is not that bad. Then you don't know what it's like to live an exceptional life. So make sure you're very clear on that. You want to challenge that self? Go test drive a really nice car that you've always wanted. Go fly first class. Go plan a trip that's so luxurious that it actually blows your mind. And then you'll understand the difference between exceptional and average. Go think about how much you want to do for your church, your charity, how much you want to raise, how much time you want to have to dedicate towards your family, what school you want to put your kids through. All of that comes from that word, accountability. Give it a lot of thought. It's something that I think about all the time, and it was a game changer throughout my career. And then lastly, self-development. Over the years, I've probably read, I don't know, I would say at this point, thousands and thousands of self-development books. I've been to seminars. I've been to training courses. I've been to all of these things because I wanted to make sure I was always sharpening my sword. Every chance I, want, I had, I wanted to make sure I could get an edge. That word edge, I wanted to make sure that I was a little bit sharper than whatever else was out there. I was a little bit more well-rounded than my competition. I wanted to make sure that I knew when I walked into an appointment 
I was guaranteed that I was going to be leaving with signatures, that my negotiation skills were the best in the business, that my techniques were so strong in my presentation skills that there was no one else that even came close, that I understood the numbers, finance, how to build wealth, all of these things. And that all had to take a ton of self-development to get there. Now, am I the best? I'll be very honest, you know, talking about having a GED. Do I still have anxiety all the time that I can barely spell? Um, yes. Am I not that great at basic, you know, uh, math and arithmetic and basic things? Absolutely. Right. But what I'm really good at is the things that I knew were going to matter to my clients. Right. I wanted to make sure that they had the most exceptional experience and the people that I lead and develop and help people grow wealth. I might not be the best at spelling. I might not have the best grammar. I, I, it takes me a long time to write handwritten note cards and gratitude and thank yous. I wish I would have had that opportunity. It just wasn't there for me. And I know a lot of you out there, it wasn't out there for you either. Don't worry about that, right? You'll be fine. Focus on the things that you need in this life. Think about the things that are going to help you proceed to the next level or progress to the next level. That's what's the most important. I hope this inspires some of you out there to realize it doesn't have to be, hey, he's got this advantage, she's got this advantage. Well, that's not fair. I came from this. I came from that. There is no excuse. Everything is possible. It's just how much commitment do you want to put towards it? All you have to do is start, get around the right people, have right mentors, right accountability partners, the right coaching and training, and nothing can stop you. So I'm excited for each of you. I know you're going to be able to make this happen. And as always, I wish you great success.